0: This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works.
1: Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals.
0: Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minute. Mocktail Minute.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Mocktail Minutes. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. This week, I am drinking, it's actually vanilla almond milk, and I use the golden ginger ravi. And it tastes pretty good. It's a, little, it's a like a creamy one, so I like it.
0: This one's good. I wanted something warm, but I'm just doing my pickleball again. I had a ton of lollipops, but they all get great. Yeah. I got them from Costco, and then they were all drank in, like, three days. So I told my husband, I was like, you're going to get a stomachache. Oh, yeah. A lot of fiber. He's like, they're uh-huh. so good. Okay. Whatever. So, pickleball it is.
1: <laughs> they're really good. I've been drinking those more lately, and it's a great way to get in some little extra fiber and switch it up when you're tired of water, and you just want a little something different.
0: I always bring one, like, if I know I have to eat, like... If I grab something quick to eat and I know it might not be like a good fiber option, I just like bring one.
1: So yeah, like, that's a good idea. At least there's some fiber in
0: it. And yeah, yeah. It tastes good. they're delicious, but
1: we'll mm-hmm. get like more. Yeah. <laughs> and no one drinks them all. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we are diving into added versus natural sugars. And I guess this is kind of like a part one because part two will be next week and we'll talk about the artificial sweeteners so we can make it a two part
0: series. Yeah. I definitely think like breaking it down this way is better. And then we can keep it, we can keep it shorter because if we try to add it all into one, it's going to be like 40 plus minutes. We're not, we're not going to do that to you guys.
1: Yeah. So we're we're just going to focus on added versus natural sugars. And then we'll have part two coming out next week. And we'll actually probably put a question box up for you guys as well so that you guys can ask us questions kind of following up this episode, but then also of things you want us to talk about when it comes to
0: artificial sweeteners as well. Yeah. Like what we recommend, what you should kind of avoid or what you should try to limit, those sort of things. So
1: basically starting, like, let's just define what these are, I think, at first. So, added sugars, which you can find this on your nutrition label. There is a section underneath your total carbs, your dietary fiber, and then you have added sugars. And it'll tell you exactly how much added sugar is in your product. So, -hmm. the added sugars is exactly what it sounds like. It is added to the product as it's being, like, processed or prepared. I feel like the common ones are, like, your baked goods, your candies, like, soda, some juices, kind of things like that, where they're adding sugar in to taste good. But also thinking about like, if you're making coffee, and you're adding sugar to your coffee, that is considered added
0: sugar. Basically, sugar that's not naturally bound in that product from like nature, like fruit, for example, fruit is natural, unless you're eating it like a canned that's, you know, canned and you know, extra syrup, whatever that's natural. And then same with lactose. I guess we should like throw that in there. Lactose is considered a natural sugar. Lactose from dairy. Yeah. So
1: yeah, your natural sugars is going to be milk, which is lactose. Is the Lactose is a form of sugar in dairy. And then fructose, which is the sugar and fruit. Those are your naturally occurring sugars. So kind of, I guess, going back to added sugars a little bit, like I said, typically we kind of think about, I feel like the desserts, the candies, the sodas. But I think it's also important to point out like granola is one, dried fruits, spaghetti sauce, yogurt, creamers, condiments, like barbecue sauce, peanut butter, like all these other random things could have added sugars in them as well. So that's why I think it's important just to be aware of it and maybe start taking a peek
0: at those nutrition labels. Yeah, and I think this is like, where people started like trying to make people aware of sugar right like we hear all the time like no sugar no sugar no sugar I think it's just because we started having so much added sugar in so many foods that we normally eat like I don't know if you ever ever looked at like ketchup for example there's actually like a good amount of sugar in ketchup and that's obviously because tomatoes are acidic and you got to make it kind of sweet but I think this is where like the scare of like, we're consuming so much sugar came in because we are eating a lot of processed foods or ready-made foods or just convenient foods. And, you know, we're coming out of this phase now, I think of like this low fat craze, but you know, we started eating everything low fat. And because of that, we had so much sugar added to foods that, and just, you know, sugar is a preservative. So the more sugar that you have in something, the longer it's shelf stable. So there's reasons for this. So yeah, look at your labels, see how much sugar it has. You know, like if you're using a certain sauce or something every single day, like don't, I mean, you don't got to be like Bobby about it and like go on in the store and be reading all your labels and be like, no, no, no. But like for stuff that you eat every day, it's nice to be mindful of like, hey, how much sugar am I drinking in my coffee? Am I having with my lunch? Am I pouring on the side? Because you can manage how much sugar you have. And greatly reduce it from just switching up some products.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just creating that awareness again, like we always talk about, but uh, like I said, I feel like a lot of things, we just don't think about them having sugar, like spaghetti sauce. Like we don't think of it as a sweet food or like the ketchup you mentioned, those types of things Mm -hmm. where they can add up pretty easily. And so thinking about, okay, like what is actually in my food? What am I consuming? And if you are someone who has a big sweet tooth and you're like, maybe you feel like you need a dessert after like every meal. Mm. I've been there. I used to have a huge sweet tooth. Like the Starbucks frappes, they were nothing for me. And they have so much added sugar in them. It's basically a milkshake. There is nothing it's it's a milkshake, like let's be honest. Right. Um, but I was a major sweet person when i started adjusting my meals to be more blood sugar balancing i naturally started to decrease those sweet cravings because i was more blood sugar balanced yeah so once that happens like your taste buds start to adjust as well and i would say they adjust pretty quickly too it's not like you have to wait for months and you're like oh my gosh i don't crave cake every night Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's within a week, like it's pretty immediate once you start adjusting how you're eating, how your taste buds are going to change. Kind of the same way thinking on the opposite side, where if you are starting your morning with a coffee and creamer, maybe some added sugars in that creamer, maybe a banana, and then maybe for lunch you have some added sugars in your yogurt maybe you're having a glass of juice at breakfast, you know, like wherever it's kind of sneaking in there, it can really start to add up. And the more you add in the sugars, the more your body is going to crave sugar because it's that quick form of energy. So that's always something I like to tell people too. Like once you kind of adjust what you're doing, you might find that you just, it's not that you're just a sweet cravings person. It's just your blood sugar was Little, little off balance. A little off.
0: Well, not only that, too, but we do have like sweet receptors on our tongue. And it's the more that we have really sweet things the more we kind of like need it for something to taste sweet. So this was totally me too. Like I used to be like, Ooh, venti white chocolate mocha with like seven pumps, white chocolate mocha. Like I love it. so sweet. Like now if I were to order that, I'd probably vomit because it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. But when I was drinking it every day, it was like, Oh, well this is delicious. Like, I was just so used to it. And the thought of like reducing my sugar was like, no, no way. That's disgusting. And so I gradually did it over time. And now it's like, I like like my one pump that I get personally. I like that. There might be people listening. That's like, oh God, you're torturing yourself. But realistically, like I don't like super, super sweet things, but that's because I kind of monitor how much sugar I have. And so Mm -hmm. that's not to say like, you know, the recommended amount is like 25 grams a day, meaning, eat less than 25 grams of added sugar a day. And so when you start to like, I mean, for most people, they're getting like 10 grams in their coffee alone, right? And then you're adding all these other things that they're eating. And so no wonder why you're just like, I have a sweet tooth. Like It's because you're just so used to eating super sweet things all the time. And we're going to get into that with artificial sweeteners, but not today. So, you know, just try it out. Like, it's the same thing for people who like, start to drastically take out salt out of their diet too. You know, it's just, it's a taste bud thing. It's just an
1: adjustment period. And if you're like, yeah, no, not for me. I mean, you can make your own decisions as always, but if you have goals that you're working on, if you want to have better energy, if you want to have stabilized moods, if you're working on fat loss, if you're working on sleep, you know, all these different pieces, your sugar is going to affect all these things. And even... We'll talk about this more in the next episode. But if you're using artificial sweeteners, even though you're not taking in sugar, you are still enticing those sugar cravings and artificial sweeteners are sweeter than just sugar too. So then it's like, again, you need more and more and more. And we're not saying like, oh no, be scared of sugar and don't do any sugar now because sugar is not harmful in small amounts. But our bodies also don't need added sugars to function properly. I mean, over the years, like we're saying, we have just steadily consumed more and more and more. Like we just have, I would say like a lot of the snack foods that are readily available, like Little Debbie Cakes, the Ho-Ho, Swiss rolls, like you name it, they are so easily accessible now, where years and years ago... They didn't necessarily have that. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was just a different time, like yeah. how we view meal times. Like, I mean, yeah, like even 50 years ago, like nobody was going through drive throughs every single day for meals. Like it's just, it was a different time. It was like, we were cooking more of our foods at home. So mm-hmm. just so everybody knows, added sugar does include brown sugar, agave, honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar. What else am I missing? High fructose corn syrup. High fructose
1: corn syrup. syrup. <laughs> Although just fructose,
0: just yes. corn syrup. There's not a major difference, by the way, between high fructose and fructose corn syrup, just so everybody knows. Yes. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I would say there is confusion around that because there's a lot of messaging around, like, choose a honey or a maple syrup over a real sugar. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, sugar, honey, maple syrup, whatever you choose to sweeten, whatever it is you're wanting to sweeten with it that is going to break down into sugar in your bloodstream. It's going to affect Mm -hmm. your blood sugar levels. That is what happens at the end of the day. The difference is, like when thinking about maple syrup, honey, and agave, they have a lower glycemic index. Mm -hmm. So What this means is basically... Your glycemic index is a rating system for foods containing carbohydrates and it will tell you like how quickly each food is gonna affect your blood sugar when that food is eaten, just like by itself. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, I think that's an important part too, is that (laughs) like eaten by itself too. Yeah. So like your high glycemic index foods are gonna be broken down quickly by your body. They're going to be causing a rapid increase in blood glucose. They're going to have a high glycemic index rating. So this is like your sugary, like your candies, your soft drinks, white bread, those would all affect
0: your blood sugar quicker. And make make you need more insulin Mm -hmm. as well. And I think this has become a craze too, like, ooh, low glycemic food. And like, if it's high glycemic, it's bad. If it's low glycemic, it's good. And it's like, okay, first of all, because carrots, for example, are a high glycemic food. No one is eating a plate of 50 grams of carrots by themselves. just yeah. to wait. <laughs> However, <laughs> whatever. So that's it. But when it comes to you know people being like oh i want agave or or you know maple syrup or honey they have a low glycemic level this is just because they have more fructose they still have glucose but they have more fructose and fructose is digested and metabolized differently it it goes directly through your liver it doesn't go mm-hmm. through your blood with that being said too much fructose still leads to high triglyceride storage like it can lead to insulin resistance mm-hmm. so everything in moderation. And I think this is like where fruit comes into play is people get really scared of fruit because they're like, oh, well, fruit contains fructose. So, which is interesting to me that people are like, eat agave and maple syrup and, you know, honey, because they're low glycemic because they have fructose, but like fruit is bad. Fruit has fructose. Yeah. That's, that's where it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, but this is just not having a good understanding of nutrient metabolism, which of course not everybody does. Uh, most people don't. This is why we're dietitians. But mm-hmm. I will say the difference between uh, and again they're not the same, right? Agave, sure, it has higher fructose, and so does fruit. But fruit also has vitamins and minerals and fiber, which is so beneficial. Micronutrients, it has phytochemicals, it has all these things that just pure agave itself doesn't. Mm
1: -hmm. So we're not created equal. Yeah. And like Brianna said, like, don't feel like you have to, you can only eat low glycemic index foods either. Like they're definitely great to include because it's going to be your whole grains, your fruits and vegetables, your beans and lentils. So they are definitely great to include, but this doesn't mean high glycemic foods are just automatically unhealthy or we should just not eat them because, I mean, you mentioned carrots, potatoes are another one that are higher on the glycemic index, Or, like, white rice. Fun fact about, like, potatoes and white rice, you can actually make them more of a resistant starch Mm -hmm. by cooking them, cooling them, and, like, using them the next day and reheating them makes them more resistant, a.k.a. they don't affect your blood sugar as much. And and your gut loves them.
0: Yes. That's (laughs) a great system you want to meal prep? I love it. I usually had to do this project in grad school. It was like one of my classes, it was like my whole semester, like focus. But we looked at the difference between like high glycemic foods and then taking into account the glycemic load, which is basically like, what are those foods? Like when you have them in a normal amount, like a normal portion And what that does, and we found that a lot of high glycemic foods in a normal portion was actually more beneficial for blood sugar because they are full of fiber and all those sort of things. So again, this is just like labeling, and it's like a big thing right now. People see low glycemic, and they're like, yes, but just so you know, that doesn't automatically mean it's the better choice.
1: Yeah, it can be helpful, but it can also be misleading to decipher all your decisions versus versus... but not versus, based on <laughs> the glycemic index. So helpful, but not like end-all be-all because there's some great foods that still include on the high, high end of the glycemic index. Yeah. Other things with this, we're kind of jumping around between added and natural sugars, yeah. but... With added sugars too. So Brianna had mentioned like less than 25 grams per day of added sugars. So what can be helpful? I think with that is thinking about like when looking at your labels, doing less than five grams per like food choice. Yeah. I think can be helpful and kind of put it in perspective. So that way you're not like, I'm like trying to add it up all day long. Cause if you're doing like less than five grams, If you're, I mean, eating five of those foods in that day, then you're around that 25 gram range. With Mm. that being said, you don't have to eat 25 grams. Like I said, your body can function without added sugars. It's like an upper limit. limit. Like do not
0: exceed. Do not exceed.
1: Uh So yeah, that can be helpful. And then also another good visual. So four grams of sugar equals one teaspoon. So I think that's a great visual. So that way, if a label says like, contains 12 grams of sugar like okay cool like 12 I don't really know if that's high or low so you have that five gram range to kind of indicate for you if it's on the higher end or low end so you have that now plus if you know four grams equals one teaspoon and this product has 12 grams divide that by four now you have three teaspoons that's a little bit easier I think yeah. to visualize like having three teaspoons or a tablespoon, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Sure.
0: My mind, I'm all, ooh, conversions.
1: Yes. (laughs) So that's a little bit easier of a visual because at first you're like, okay, 12 grams. Yeah, that doesn't seem crazy. But if I were to tell you to eat a tablespoon of sugar, then at the same time, you'd probably be like, no, you're absolutely crazy. Right. Well, it just gives you a different
0: visual there too. And I say, like, look at what you're eating it in, right? If you're eating like this, like a yogurt cup, why do I need three tablespoons of yogurt in this yogurt cup? I've added, because again, we're already getting sugar from the lactose, right? But neither here nor there. Just think about, like, what am I eating? Like, do I, you know, can you imagine your coffee cup with, you know, a whole tablespoon or sometimes two tablespoons of sugar? Does that make sense? So this kind of helps. I do get this question a lot. You know, I don't typically eat a lot of added sugar. I'm usually pretty minimal, but sometimes I like to enjoy like dessert at a, at, a, at a restaurant. And I know it's probably like more than the 25 grams of sugar, right? Well, if you're not eating, if you're eating well under the 25 grams every single day and like occasionally you go out and you're having like dessert, that's fine. Like we're not saying like, we're saying stay under the 25. That's just recommended. Like that's our health recommendations. Sure. Yep. But, you know, if there's a time where you're like, "Why?" you know, all week I had like minimal sugar and then I had something that was high in sugar, like the world's not going to end because you had more of 25 grams in like one day, right? Like we're just here to tell you, like, if you cut down in other areas, it's just going to be beneficial, right? Because who's skipping out on dessert all the time? Not me. You know, odds are, you're going to be having it. So it's like, how can we be goal supportive, health supportive, and still mindful, Yeah, balancing it all out
1: because again, it's all about like what are we doing most of the time? Looking at it big picture type thinking because if we are doing too much added sugars day after day, this is what leads to weight gain. This is what leads to blood sugar imbalances, mood changes, poor mental focus, increased inflammation, increased risk of chronic disease, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver
0: disease. So
1: many things are connected too too much added sugar
0: and also blood sugar
1: yeah
0: and even like insulin resistance insulin sensitivity because the more you have these blood sugar spikes and this is why it's this is crazy to me i have like a beef to pick with certain dietitians on the internet right now people being like if you don't have diabetes you don't need to worry about your blood sugar spikes and stuff like that okay that's like saying because you don't have heart disease you shouldn't care about your heart health like Pemen. Hey Yes, we do. We care about it. Okay. Sure. You should because we know that prolonged like increases of like when you're constantly needing a ton of insulin over and over and over again, that's what leads to diabetes. So like we should care about it. Now I'm not saying don't panic because you have like a random blood spike after a certain meal, like, okay, you're gonna get diabetes from that, but we should care. Because the more that your body needs insulin, the more resistant you get to it. You're just not as sensitive to it. So then you need to produce more. And then sooner or later, you burn out your pancreas. It can't do it anymore. And then you have diabetes and you have an issue. So I'm always on the like, I'm always like, let's, what can we do right now to be proactive about our health, right? Because I feel like in America, we're like, don't worry about anything until you really have to worry about it. And that's like silly to me. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's another hard part on the internet and social media right now is that there's a lot of accounts that I've seen that are like one side or the other. Like it's either do not do added sugar or who cares type of approach. Right. Where I feel like we tend to be a lot in the gray area. Which can be frustrating, and it might not entice our followers and be super flashy. But that's the reality of it: is finding that gray area. We're all different. We all have different priorities. We all have different needs. So the
0: gray area can actually be pretty cool area to embrace as well. Yeah. Well, because realistically, like. Nothing is black and white. Everything is gray. We're all biologically different. We all have so many things impacting our health and why we make food choices. You know, we're all so different that you can't just put these extreme blanket statements on it, and then nobody feels good when you do that, right? Like, let's find an in between area. And honestly, to me, I mean, I'm probably going to get some pushback for this, but I feel like that's just poor practice. Is like when you don't know how to adjust how you are educating somebody based off their individual needs. You know, if you can only do it one way, you're probably not very good at what you do. Yeah. Nobody, nobody that I'm talking about is ever, is going to listen to us. They're not. So fine. Yeah, I'm doing a rant today. You guys, I'm at that part in my cycle where I'm like, Ooh, choo, 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 how I yeah. you? <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> but okay. with So that, with that being said, we don't want you guys listening to this and feel like, dear God, I need to not have any sugar. And we also don't want you listening and being like, okay, I could have all the sugar I want. Does it matter? Like we're trying to just give you this information so that you can make your own decisions on your health and Mm -hmm. wellness goals and nutrition goals and weight loss goals and whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And we gave you some numbers to kind of help you out there. So utilize those numbers, like thinking about the less than 25 grams, less than five grams on your labels, and that'll be super helpful, but also just... Giving yourself a little reflection time, too, I think can be helpful because I promise you know your body pretty well. And if you think about things and just have a real conversation with yourself, maybe, like, write out your day of eats and say, like, okay, maybe this is an area. Do I need to check out my yogurt? What, what's all in it? You know, like, different things like that and just see – do a little check-in.
0: Yeah. And hopefully we – hopefully we touched – like really drove it home that like added sugars and natural sugars, they're different. I don't want anyone coming away from this and being like, "Oh my god, fruit and milk, fruit and milk great." Yeah, we're not adding those. Those aren't what we're at. Unless like you look at your yogurt and you see added sugar, okay, that's different. They're not counting the lactose that's already in there. So again, and always whole food focused. You're always going to benefit from whole food sources, hands yes. down, because there's vitamins and minerals. Yep.
1: I've seen accounts before compare a blueberry blueberry to gummy worms or some other type of candy, and I'm like, no, not the same. Yes, they both break down into sugar, but blueberries also have, like you said, the fiber. Yeah, fully. You got antioxidants. You know, you got all these other things coming along with it. It's not just a blood sugar spike.
0: Right. Right. Yes. I don't I think I should just stop because I feel like I could go on a tangent right now. And we're at twenty five minutes and I feel like we're doing good. (laughs) So I won't.
1: No, yeah. So yes, that is our spiel on added and natural sugars. I hope we covered the basis pretty well and gave you guys a good understanding of kind of like what to look at. And like I said, part two for artificial sweeteners will be coming next week. So stay tuned be watching for our stories so we'll put up a question box to kind of follow up with this episode and then assess any questions that you have for our next episode too.
0: Yeah. Cause I know we're going to have some questions, so I'm excited to answer those. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, have a great week everyone. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest
0: episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See, See you, you next week. week.